I want to win, damn it. All right. I want to win. And I know that I can't win life. It mm, doesn't keep score. It doesn't work like that, but I can I can know that I'm making significant progress. Welcome to the Marriage Family Business Podcast. My name's Mick. And my name's Claire. I'm a husband, father of two incredible young boys, a business system strategist, tech entrepreneur, and author of the best-selling book, Beyond the Marketing Funnel. I am a wife, mother to the same two incredible little boys, reluctant entrepreneur, and classically trained vocalist and music educator. Claire and I are founding owners of several businesses, including Rockstar, an internationally renowned online marketing and systems management firm based in good old Traverse City, Michigan. We created the Marriage Family Business Podcast to open up the conversation about how these three areas of our lives collide and to try and tackle the question, how the heck do you manage it all successfully? And of course, to help other entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial couples discover real life in the trenches advice for the common problems that being an entrepreneur with a family and spouse often entail. So sit back, preferably with your spouse or your partner, as Claire and I take you on this journey with us and share with you our wildest stories and most valuable learning experiences that you can't find on a Google search. Let's roll. On this episode of the Marriage Family Business Podcast, we start talking about a Dan Sullivan concept known as the gap, and that is the distance between what we want and what we have. And we talk about ways that we as entrepreneurs and as a married couple try to stay out of the gap specifically by kissing our trophies. You'll know what we mean in a second. I've been an entrepreneur for about 23 years now. And one of the universal truths that I have experienced myself, that I have experienced when I speak with other entrepreneurs in the same line of business, business that I'm in, or a completely different line of business that I'm in is massive overwhelm and this feeling like you are running as fast as you possibly can in place. It's frustrating because you know that you're working as hard as you can, or you think you're working as hard as you can. And the reality is, is that you're probably working as hard as you can for that particular stage of your life, which is a whole different ballgame. <laughs> but it's really, really, really hard to see the progress that you've made. And there's a reason for that. And so one of the things that I've done really over the course of the past, I don't know, Claire, what do you think, five years, is a lot of personal development. I've mm. spent a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of money yes. on personal development. And I would argue that it's paid off uh, some pretty significant dividends mm -hmm. uh, in that time, certainly in in every asset of life that uh, that we care about, certainly on this show, marriage, family, and business. From five years ago, from what, September of 2013? Yes, I would agree. Yeah. And one of the things that I've done is I spent a year in strategic coach. And actually, I would like to go back and spend another year literally repeating that exact same year in strategic coach and, and finish out the program with them. Just something that I'd, I'd kind of like to do here in the next, I don't know, five, 10 years, something along those lines. Yeah. We'll get there, I'm sure. Uh, but this time I want to go with you. Yeah. Well, and that's the difference. That's that's one of the reasons you decided to, to that's actually, stop actually That is the sole reason. It wasn't the sole reason. There were some travel issues there too with young kids. But um, it's the primary reason why I, why I stepped away from Strategic Coach. But if you're not familiar with Strategic Coach, there's an absolutely brilliant man named Dan Sullivan. 
um, truly one of the one of the two big Dans as far as I'm concerned, Dan Sullivan and Dan Kennedy. Dan Sullivan is just literally amazing. And if you're not familiar with his work, I cannot s- stress to you enough. Just just look him up on Amazon and, and go check some stuff out. And, and again, quick disclaimer, we, we are not affiliated with them. Um, we are not being paid for any endorsement. So No, just... no. This is just from the bottom of my heart, really. If you want to learn how to perform better in, in business and in life, Strategic Coach and Dan Sullivan are, are a great place to start. So in any case, I was at a conference in San Diego a couple of years ago, and I had the honor of, of listening to Dan speak. And Dan spoke on this topic called The Gap. And I'm just going to kind of briefly cover it real quick. So The Gap is specifically for entrepreneurs. It is the distance between what we want and the distance between what we have. All right. And that's Mm. um, not a good thing. All right. Because it's someplace that I know I am perpetually in the habit of dwelling. I dwell in this space I, I pull myself out of it whenever I can, but I feel like it's extremely common where we look at where we're at right now and we look at where we're trying to go and that's the constant piece that we're measuring. We're not measuring where we've come from. All right, now here's the next thing. For a normal human being, for somebody who's not a crazy lunatic entrepreneur, like like I am, like I'm slowly turning my wife into, or I don't even know if I'm slowly turning her into the it anymore. Entrepreneur. The reluctant entrepreneur indeed. Um, many of you who are listening to this podcast, I would expect are fall into this category. You are a crazed freaking lunatic entrepreneur where you're just driven. That's what that's what you're doing. That's what you have to do to to get the to get the plane off the runway. You need to drop the hammer and go as fast as you can. And so we're constantly we're constantly looking at where we're trying to go. Now, here's the deal. I'd like you to picture, uh, just close your eyes, unless you're driving, and then don't close your eyes. But if you're able to, close your eyes. And I want you to picture yourself in a really, really, really fast car on a highway, uh, a straight highway. And there are no hills. It's just a straight, flat highway. Straight, straight horizon. Are we driving? We're driving. Yes. And we are dropping the hammer, man. We're doing 100, 110, 120, 130. We're rocking it. And we're just, we're, we're bringing the thunder. We're, we're hauling ass. And we're doing everything we can to get to the horizon. And we drive for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours, right up until we almost run out of gas. And then we get out of that car and we stand around and we look. And sure as shit, man, the horizon's still out there. It's in the same mm-hmm. place. Mm-hmm. It's in the same place. And so it's fine because as an entrepreneur, as a professional driver, we want to keep on going further. It doesn't matter that we've just driven all this way. What matters is that the horizon is still there. That's the carrot. That's what we're aiming for. And somehow we tend to feel this lack of accomplishment, Mm. contentment, fulfillment, enjoyment, uh, a lack of even positivity, because we're not at the damn horizon. Now, this is problematic. (laughs) This is problematic because as we all know, we'll never get to the horizon. The world is not flat. I actually believe there are a couple of like three people in the world that think that the world is flat, but the world is not flat. And so there will always be a horizon and you can never actually get to it. 
And so we spend all of our time just obsessing about how we're just not there yet. And the gap and that 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 space, that space between where you are right now and where you think you're trying to go, mm-hmm. that is the gap. And the name of the game is to figure out ways to A, identify that you are in the gap and B, get yourself out of it and keep yourself out of it. And really, the best way to do that is to look at where you started and actually measure the distance Mm -hmm. between where you started and where you are now. And that is the, the kind of the ruler for how we keep ourselves out of the gap. And so the reason why I bring this up is that with all of the self-development I've done, the personal development that I've done, with all of the work, time, and money that I've spent on myself, it's, it is shocking to me. Like, I academically know this stuff. I get it. I know that this is one of my major issues. It's one of my challenges. Um, it causes me anxiety mm-hmm. um, because I just know that I'm not where I want to be yet. I'm not, I don't have our business where I want it to be. I don't have our family where I want us to be. I don't have, we don't have the right house. We don't have the right car. We don't have enough of this. Or we don't have enough of that. There's all these things that I forward paced in my mind um, that are, are legitimate goals. And some of them are even broken down into very specific targets that I have for myself that I want to hit, that I will hit, but I'm not there. And it pisses me off and it makes me angry. But But one thing that Mick and I like to do from time to time, and we did this about a week and a half ago, we, specifically he, we were in the gap and we had dropped off the boys at school and it was all the stuff that we still needed to do and all these markers that we still feel like we haven't hit and all these lingering weights. And I believe it was you, Mick. You said, well, let, like, think about what's happened since April. And we went through, and this was, this was August, because we were like, this is four months. And here is all the shit that has happened, that has changed. All the ways that we have grown, or course corrected, or whatever, in four months. And if you're able to... I hate the metaphor of keeping score like you're winning at life because this is not a board game. This is real life. No, but you know what, but, though? Hold on a second. It's okay to, to say winning at life because, to, at least to me, I want to win, damn it. All right? I want to win. And I know that I can't win life. It doesn't keep score. It doesn't work like that. But I can, I can know that I'm making significant progress. Like, I, I, I just know that. And if I know that I'm making specific, significant progress – by measuring that space between where I've come and where I'm at right now. Right. You hear a lot about forward pacing, and that is incredibly important. It is great to continue to have targets and goals that you are working toward. But you're right. One of the things that really isn't talked about is where did you start? And so rather than continually beating yourself up about here's all the stuff we listen, we we said we were gonna hit this target in 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 our in our marriage and, and or in, in our business. And we said that we were gonna have this house and we said that you know we were gonna have this car. But dude, do you remember like a month before we got married, my little piece of crap Chevy Aveo died on a highway in Raleigh, North Carolina? With me and my sister, after having spent a couple hundred dollars on clothes for me for our honeymoon, which at the time I thought was a ton of money. Um, (laughs) Like, and granted, that was 10 plus years ago now. 
But you know what? My Durango Limited 2016 is a spectacular car. I'm good. Thanks. Sure. You know, no, it is not my gorgeous Audi two-seater convertible that is completely inappropriate for a woman with two small children. But it's also not my piece of crap Chevy Aveo that quite literally made it less than four years. So big picture. And that's the thing. It's not just looking at the horizon. It's seeing the buoys that you passed on the way. And celebrating them. Yeah. And actually taking the freaking time to stop and celebrate them. You know, like, look, I'm all about stopping and smelling the roses, as the as the the phrase says. But good Lord, stopping for a moment and celebrating your damn wins, celebrating the things that you've actually done. Look, you know, it's funny. I've literally... I've literally written and released three successful books. Mm-hmm. Um, I speak not all the time, but but quite a bit on different stages. Mm-hmm. We have business units that have uh, that are are wildly successful. Mm-hmm. Like suffice to say, we've got a lot of. I personally have had a hell of a lot of business success. Sure. I, I think that's safe to say. I've celebrated so little of it. Mm-hmm. Typically, my my mo is I just get on the other side of it and I just forget it and move on to the next thing. I actually forget it. In fact, as I'm sitting here thinking like, well, shit, what the hell, what what are some of the things that I've done? I actually couldn't, Claire could probably tell you, tell you more, but I'm not asking you to list it off, but I promise you, she could tell you more about what I've done than I could. Because as soon as I do it, I'm, I'm on to the next thing. Like, you know, what's interesting? we're we're moving right along. You're only on to the next thing. If it's good stuff that you've done. If it's bad situations, that stuff keeps crapping back up. Like we allow, and I don't think it's just you. Like I I think we're all guilty of that. It's the negative stuff. It's the stuff that um, didn't turn out the way we thought or situations that completely Mm. blindsided us that continue to crop back up. So yeah, you've written three very successful books. And shortly after you wrote the second one, that by the way, you're still getting royalty checks on, Sure. We had an issue with a line of business. That story gets told all the time. Writing and releasing a book for a company that you used to study with for whatever, use their tools to study and further your career. And now yeah. you've written a book that doesn't get talked about. In fact, actually, uh, a lot of people, hell, I bet you our employees don't even know that that ever happened. And not that they need to, like it's no. fine. But but yeah, we, we dwell so much on the negative stuff and we dwell on what we don't have or where we're not already, right? And with, again, like I, I talk a lot about the bullets that are coming at us from all different angles all the time, not even as entrepreneurs, guys, just, just in life, just as human, just as human beings. Like I, I firmly believe that we like, look again, I'm 42. I was born in 1976. Okay. And I will be the first person to tell you one of my lines is I'm a, I'm an analog guy living in a digital world. All right. That's actually a line that I use. And people usually look at me, they that tilt their head. Uh, an analog dude living in a digital world. It would need to be some, actually. Ooh. It would literally be like a, t- a cassette tape or something. Oh, fuck. I'm not getting a cassette tape tattoo, to be clear. No, but like like maybe that'll be the origin of of, of my first tattoo. Okay, that's a whole different issue. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry wow, you just tangent the hell out of that. That was cool. <laughs> we focus so much on the negative and things are moving so fast now mm-hmm. that it's like if it's positive, it's like, meh, that's great. It's not bad. I can let it go and and 
and keep going. And keep on going, all right? I don't need to keep my shield up for this one. This is great. I can I not expend that energy and I can move along. And I don't have time to sit back and, and actually celebrate it. And that's a problem. Like that's a significant problem. That'll, that'll eat you, that'll kill you, and that'll kill us, and that'll kill our spirits as mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. It as really human is beings. as human beings, but but specifically when it comes to being an entrepreneur, when it comes to being productive, to being efficient, yeah, to being yeah. effective, to being able to make shit happen when You're you need right. to make it happen. Like you have to be drawing from a positive well of energy. If you're going to create anything of note, that's for sure. If you're creating. And yeah. and look, I fancy myself a creator, right? I build I build all sorts of shit. I build systems. I build we websites. People we build, build their businesses. Yeah, man. We build we build businesses. That's what we do for a living. We're creating stuff out of thin air. Yep. You know, you can't do that unless you're coming from a positive headspace. Mm-hmm. Period. And that means you need to find a way to celebrate your wins. Yep. End of story. And stay out of the gap. So now I will now remove myself from my soapbox. (laughs) (laughs) Preach, brother. But here's my question, guys. Where out there in your business, specifically your business, but like I I, I would argue that this is a like this is certainly applicable to to marriage, family, person, just yourself as a person, personal development, but business. And and this is me. I'm very general oriented. I'm very business oriented, right? Where in your business are you not measuring your wins? What wins have you had that you said, cool, and you let them go? You know what, Mick? This happens in other areas, too. We had our 10-year wedding anniversary and took a trip together in May to Disney World, and which is one of our favorite places. In fact, we'll do a couple podcasts from there uh, in the next two weeks because we'll be there with Mick's family. Yeah. And we were talking about our 10-year wedding anniversary trip on the back end of it. And you asked me, what are the two things that really stick out in your mind? And I named two things. One was one night we got like fall down drunk at Geyser Point um, on the other side of the lake from where we were staying. And the boat ride back. So drunk. Oh, yeah. It was. It was. Oh, my thank God. God we were not, thank God we were not. Oh, my God. Um, so drunk. <laughs> the bartender, Jen, over there is a magnificent human being. But on the boat ride back, our boat captain serenaded us by singing Disney songs. Just him, like whatever Disney song popped into his head. There was Bare Necessities. There was Beauty and the Beast. And that was my favorite moments. It was my favorite moments. And my other favorite moment was we got a couple's massage one day at um, the Grand Floridian Spa. And then it started raining. And so rather than go right back to our resort, we popped into Meisner's Lounge, which is right off the lobby of the Grand Floridian, and sat in the corner and watch the rainfall with the Magic Kingdom in the background and just the beautiful grounds with Lane Fridian and watch the rain just pour into Seven Seas Lagoon. Each of us had a had a cocktail and you know our we were still damp from our showers and like we just sat and were. And your two was that it was pouring down rain and we got soaked in Epcot. And I've actually forgotten what your other one was, but it was Oh, I'll tell you what it, it was. was. What was the other one? The other one was uh, was the very last night you were already in the room, oh, and we I was coming about this morning. <laughs> yeah, and I was coming back from Contempo Cafe. Was it Contempo Cafe? Contempo Cafe. It's, it's like their quick service yeah. at the at yeah. the Contemporary. Surprisingly good food, actually. Really good food. Yeah. They had they have these Italian beef sandwiches there with the oh hot peppers. Oh, yeah, Chicago all, style. All really the good. awesomeness there on that really one. That's good. bomb diggity. Anyway, but like, look, it was May, right? And like, there's like a. We stay. We were staying in Bay Lake Tower, 
which is the DVC uh, resort thing attached to Contemporary. But you have to go across it like over this this like walking breezeway. bridge, yeah. breezeway thing that connects the two buildings. It's like five levels up, uh, which is usually lovely. But in this particular instance, it was like raining sideways. It was – the wind was blowing sideways. And it honestly legitimately felt like November in northern Michigan. Like it was cold. And it was – I was like being blown off the damn breezeway and I was trying to balance because I was bringing food back for Claire. And so these are the two lasting memories that I have. And actually, if I'm going to have a third, it was desperately trying to get back to the bus. After our breakfast at Grand Floridian because, uh, yeah, the monorail the monorail broke down for like an hour and we were trying to get back to catch the bus to the airport and we were like in panic mode. So anyway, so I say all that to say like – I remember two very specific things. And then my third one was after we got off the boat that day, we went back up to our room, which it was a Lakeview room technically, but we had a perfect view of the Magic Kingdom and got to watch the, the fireworks on our balcony, just the two of us. And your memory was that we didn't get back in time to watch it start. And God, am I an asshole? You're not an asshole, but I I, I think this this brings up a larger point. There were so many spectacular moments. We we did a Star Wars virtual reality thing as a surprise. Oh, it was my amazing. God, we kept getting like oh. Disney sent us chocolate covered strawberries on our anniversary night. Uh, that happened too. We got several free desserts because we had our anniversary pins. Like we were treated like royalty. But rather than celebrate the wins and like really just revel in those beautiful moments. It's the stuff that kind of sucked that sticks. And so I think the moral of the story is here, here's what I want you guys to do. And I'm, I'm desperate for every one of you, whether you've commented on one of our things before or not, I would like to invite you to kiss your trophies with us. Please post on Facebook or on our website or something a win, a win that you have had recently, a huge win that that you you wish you could bring up more often, but you don't want to sound too braggy because that's really the other thing, especially those of us who are entrepreneurs. We don't want to talk about how great our company is doing because then employees might look for a raise or, you know, that one greedy family member who always has his hand out is going to think we're making, you know, millions of dollars. Or none of that. Or none and, of that. And, and people just, just think you're an asshole. Exactly. Which is really my issue. We would like to give you the opportunity. We want you to share with us and we want you to kiss your trophies with us. So go on Facebook now or on our website now and celebrate your wins. Kiss that trophy. Revel in your moment. Before you do anything else, before you go back to whatever issues happen to be happening in your life right now, kiss a trophy with us. Let's start from a more positive headspace. Thanks for spending time with us today here on the Marriage Family Business Podcast. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, then there are just two things we would love for you to do. Number one, leave a rating and a review for us on iTunes. It really helps us know what kind of content we need to produce for you. And secondly, head on over to marriagefamilybusinesspodcast.com and subscribe for free to get all the resources shared in every episode emailed directly to you. That way you don't have to go searching for anything discussed on any episode. It'll just be in your inbox. We'll catch you on the next episode of the MFB podcast.